Hello there, I'm Natalia Malu, your unfiltered fit BFF, mom of two turned CEO of a fitness empire. Someone who understands the struggles of trying to stay fit, sane, and sexy, all while juggling work, life, and motherhood. And this is the Unfiltered Fit Life Podcast. Follow along wherever you're listening and join me weekly as I help busy working moms just like you simplify their fitness journey so they can lose weight, regain their confidence, and feel sexy AF. It's time to stop living in the what-ifs and hiding from the cameras. It's time to regain control over your body, feel sexy naked, and wear a bikini confidently. People already see you as a super confident woman, but it's time for you to feel the same way too. Let's go. Hello, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Unfiltered Fit Life podcast. And I have two awesome announcements to make today before we move forward and I start talking about the topic. The first one that at the time of this recording, we have reached well over 500 downloads, which is pretty exciting. I think we are only on like four or five episodes on the podcast. So I'm very excited. It might not sound like a big deal to people who have been podcasting for a long time, but you know what? Your girl here has just started and I'm very excited and I'm going to celebrate the 500 something downloads as much as I will whenever we get to 500 million, because I know that with your love, support and feedback, we are going to get to the over 500 million downloads. That's the goal. And speaking of you and your amazing feedback, I want to give a shout out to another review that was left for the podcast on the Apple podcast platform. So this one is from Jen Dells. Girl, thank you so much. And I'm going to read it and we can all celebrate it because I love reading your review. So if you want your review read here out in the public, make sure you leave one. It can be five stars or not, you know, I'm open to feedback and it's not going to hurt my feelings, but this one is a five-star review. So this podcast is amazing. I recently joined the Mellow Squad, holler, and soon after the podcast came out, double win. The inside Natalia have and share are truly life-changing. Thank you so much. I love this. And welcome to the Mellow Squad. If for you don't know what the Mellow Squad is, it is my coaching program, the Powerhouse Academy. If you want more information on that, send me a message on Instagram, which you can find down below in the description. Natalia Mellow Fit, send me a message on Instagram with the word coaching, and then we can talk more. If you are a good fit, I'll tell you. And if you're not, I will also tell you because your girl is honest. But anyway, let's go to today's episode and talk about what I want to talk about today. So, but before I tell you what the conversation today exactly is going to be about, I want to tell a little story. Okay. So we just got back from Florida. If you follow me on the grams, again, Natalia Mello Fit, N-A-T-H-A-L-I-A Mello Fit. We were just in Florida. So we, we were in this beautiful place right in front of the beach being near the water is my love language and I really struggle with unplugging. I'm either 100% on and I have to pull myself. So that's why we like to travel because that's my way of feeling balanced. Anyway, so we are in this beautiful place that um, is right on the beach, okay? So in the morning, 
my husband and I would take our dog for a walk on the beach. That had to happen very, very early in the morning before there were like dog wardens or like security that in order for you to walk the dog on the beach in that part of Florida that we were, you have to have a license. I think that that's the name. And they start patrolling at about 6.30. So we would go before because before apparently you are allowed to have your dog there because they're not out there giving out fines. So, and there's nobody on the beach. So me and my husband would go at about 6 a.m. down the beach and walk Rio, my dog. If you follow me on the gram, you also have seen plenty of Rio. Walk him on the beach and get back in. So the house that we were staying was like this. There were three floors, okay? First floor at the top is two master bedrooms, one facing the sea and the other one facing the street. Second floor was the living space where, you know, you have your dining room, your living room, and uh, an open concept kitchen. And then on the bottom floor, first floor, it was kind of like two attached bedrooms, So you have two options. You can either go through inside the house or you can go through a gate if you leave through the front door and then you have to have a code, okay? So Chloe, who is my daughter, was sleeping in the bedroom that gives access to the beach. So a lot of times we didn't really want to walk through there on the odd chance that we would wake her up. Roger went on the beach because I had to find my flip-flop. So he was like, okay, I'm going to get going. And then I will see you there. And I'm like, cool. So I went upstairs, grabbed my flip-flops. And all the other days, we had gone downstairs to the beach through Chloe's bedroom. This one time, Roger went through the gate. So whenever he went, I grabbed my flip-flops and I followed behind him. And then I saw a gate. And I was like, oh, crap, I don't have the code for the gate. And then I just kept on getting my mind in a twist. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't have like, so I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to walk through Chloe's room. And I didn't even try to open the gate. I just started panicking by just looking at the gate and seeing that I needed a code that I didn't have. And oh my goodness, I was going to have to go back inside and walk through Chloe's room and maybe walk and wake her up. And I start to create all these problems in my head because the door was locked and blah, blah, blah. So I go back in. And went to the beach through Chloe's room. She didn't wake up. So whenever I get down to the beach, I find Roger walking Rio. And I'm like, hey, how did you get through the gate? And then he was like, I just opened it. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then he's like, yeah, like I just opened it. And I'm like, well, but he needed a code. And he's like, no, I just tried. And I opened it. And it was open. And I just went. And... I actually wanted to take a photo with that freaking gate because I think that that was such a good representation of so many people's fitness journey. They don't even try to open the gate. They create all these problems in their head as to why it's not going to work, why the gate's closed, and oh my goodness, I don't have the password, and what if I don't know how to open it, and am I going to look like a fool? People are going to look at me thinking that I'm trying to sneak through a gate when I don't even belong here and things like that, but they forget to try. So they miss 
so many opportunities in life in succeeding in their fitness journey because they create all these problems in their head and all these limitations before even trying to open the gate and see if it is open. I thought that that was such a powerful example on how we are often limiting ourselves. And that was an example for me. That was a lesson for me, maybe not in fitness, but maybe in other aspects of life, other aspects of relationships, other aspects of business, other aspects of me as an individual, of maybe how many opportunities I haven't tried or I haven't gone for because I took it at face value and I thought that the gate was locked. But the reality is that the gate was opened all along. I just had to try. So I want you to think for a second now about how powerful this is. How many opportunities do you think you have missed because you think that the gate's closed? How many chances have you passed by and you looked and you felt defeated before even trying? Oh, I've tried everything to lose weight and nothing works. I mean, I'm pretty sure that you've tried a lot of things, but what is the other option? To keep on being miserable? To think that nothing works? To think that all gates are closed instead of trying to open the different gates and see which gates the door is open instead of creating all these problems and all these limitations in your head before even trying. I made my life so much more difficult by having to go back inside, open one door, close that door, then open another door, then close that door and tiptoe my way around because I thought that the gate was closed. But the gate was open all along. And I took the longer routes, the more difficult routes, because I didn't try to open the fucking gate. And then today I had an amazing call with a new member of the Mallow Squad, Holler. And whenever I was talking with her, I'm going to call her Jane, just to protect her identity. And Jane has a career. She travels very often. She's very successful. And she has accomplished everything career-wise and personal-wise that she's ever wanted. But her weight has been a, a source of stress and where she feels like she cannot succeed. Understandably so, because she's been trying for, you know, close to 25 years to regain control of her, her weight. And it's slowly starting to impact even her career. And she said, I never thought that things were going to get to where they are right now. So whenever I was explaining to her how our coaching program works, the Powerhouse Academy, one of her questions was, and I will always remember this. It's very vividly in my mind because I just talked with her about a couple hours ago. But her question was, what about like, is there a plan B? What if the plan that you're giving me here doesn't work because of the demands of my job? And then, you know, I get stuck somewhere because of all the traveling that I have to do. And, you know, I'm traveling all the time and uh, like, what is the plan B or like even the plan C 
if plan A doesn't work because, you know, so many things can go wrong. And then I asked her, I was like, Jane, can I, Jane is her fake name, by the way. Jane, can I ask you a question? And this is me, Natalia, as a coach. Like, I don't even care if you join the program or not, but I need to ask you something. And then she's like, sure. She was very open, very sweet. And then I asked her, I'm like, okay, so out of like 30 days in a month and all the, the trips that you take, which are sometimes daily for a whole week, on a 30-day window, how many times have gone completely wrong that you needed to have a plan B and even a plan C? How many times does this happen on average, you know, let's say on a 30-day window? And then she told me, she's like, mm, I don't know, like once or twice in the 30 days. And I'm like, okay, so you are stressing and obsessing over what could go wrong in the, I don't know, less than 5% chance of all the time that you have and thinking that less than 5% is what is going to hold you back from accomplishing your goals. You're focusing on the 5% that could go wrong and where you might need, my need is not even a certainty that you will need. Just because things go a little bit wrong, it doesn't mean that you have to completely change the plan. So just because of that less than 5% of what could go wrong, you are wondering if this whole thing can work. And then she started laughing. She's like, huh. I never thought about it this way. And that's when she started to see that it's easy to focus on everything that can go wrong. Everything can go wrong. I can cross the street right now and I'm, I don't know, lightning can hit me in the head. A car can run me over. I can get in a car and, you know, somebody hit me. Like there are a lot of things that can go wrong. There are a lot of things that I might not be able to do. You might not be able to do. But how the hell are you going to know if something works or if something doesn't work if you do not try? Why, as humans, we are constantly focusing on everything that can go wrong, all the things that cannot work, even if it is like a 1% chance, instead of focusing on everything that can work? You know, an analogy that I like to use especially whenever we're talking about, you know, getting help, whatever kind of help, be that coaching help, be that therapy help. Oh, but that like, I don't know if that therapist, I mean, I can tell you from my personal experience, I have wasted it. When I didn't have the money, we had just moved to the US and we were broke as fuck. If you do not know what I'm talking about, I have an episode talking about whenever Roger and I moved to the U.S., that the costs of moving were substantially more than what we were expecting. So we literally had to get to the bottom of the barrel of our savings to be able to stay afloat. I couldn't afford, and I invested in a coach, and the coach was awful. Like, I don't use this kind of language to describe somebody's service very often because, you know, there are just some things they're not for you. And that's okay. There are people that I jive with. There are people that I don't jive with. But that 
had nothing to do with jiving or not jiving. It was just a legit, very close to being a scam. And I spent approximately like $7,500 on this person. Money I did not have, okay? I want to make this very clear. I didn't have that money lying around that I was like, you know what? I feel like wasting $7,500 today because it gives me the fucking butterflies. I didn't have it. But I knew if I wanted to grow as a business owner, as a coach, I needed to invest. And I wasted $7,500. Like wasted. There is absolutely nothing that I got out of my experience with that person that justifies even a dollar, let alone $7,500 from that experience. And I understand that a lot of people out there have had their fair share of shitty experiences with other professionals, be that a fitness coach, be that a business coach, be that a a life coach, whatever that is. That was the first business coach that I ever hired. And then I was a bit traumatized. And then uh, five, six months after that, I knew that I was getting to a limit in my business that I needed help, but I was scared. I was scared of investing money again in a coach because I had had that bad experience. But then my epiphany, my come to Jesus moment was how many times have I had a bad meal in a restaurant? I don't know about you, but I've had plenty of bad meals in plenty of restaurants. Yet, that has never stopped me from going to a restaurant. I'm certainly not going to go back to the same restaurant, but I'm sure as hell going to go to another restaurant And I don't think it's fair to blame that restaurant that I go afterwards for the bad meal that I had on the restaurant six months ago. So that was my come to Jesus moment, my epiphany. So I hired another coach after that. And within two months, I had made all the money that I had invested in that specific coach back two times. I'm going to say this again. So in my second month that I had invested on that coach that I was scared as hell of investing, I had made my investment back two times. So basically I had paid off my investment on the first month and in the second month was already a profit. And then after that, it just kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But that would have never happened had I stayed scared to open the gate, to give it a try, to twist the knob, to forget about the bad experiences that I've had in the past, because everybody is going to come with some kind of bad experience about everything and anything. If you are constantly just pulling through the bad experiences of your life, And that little hard drive that you have in your brain, if you're only pulling from the bad experiences that you've had in the past to make decisions moving forward, you're always going to be making decisions from a place of negativity, from a place of being limited, from a place of scarcity. Yeah, I could have made that second investment and get fucked again. It's a risk I had to take. But I had made my money back in the first month because I decided to open the door. I decided to touch that knob and go for it and try to open it. So how many opportunities are you missing 
because you're constantly pulling from the negative experiences that you've had in the hard drive of memories in your brain. And you forget to look at all the amazing experiences and make decisions based on the positive experiences that you've had. Instead, you're making decisions based on bad experiences that you've had. I'm pretty sure that just like me, you haven't stopped eating in restaurants because you had one bad meal. You haven't stopped opening doors and gates because there was the one time that one gate that was closed and then you're like, okay, that's it. All gates are closed. You try, you go and you try to open. And that's exactly how your fitness journey is, how your life is, how your business is, how your relationships are. Stop being driven or making decisions from a place of negativity, from a place of just reminding yourself of everything that has gone wrong in the past. Because the more you remind yourself about everything that has gone bad in the past, the more that negative energy is going to be looming above your head and you're going to start to self-sabotage. Because then you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, see, I knew that was going to happen. And that's why so many people self-sabotage because it gives them a certainty of what the outcome is going to be. And it gives that butterflies of power, even though you're fucking yourself over. You're sabotaging yourself for a negative outcome just so you can prove to yourself that you're right. How messed up is that? Think about all the opportunities in your life that you've had that came from you taking chances, that came from you being brave enough to go there and try to open the door. Let's not go far. Let's talk about your marriage. Unless you're with your high school sweetheart from your like freshman year in high school, chances are that you've had your heart broken several times. Shit, I've had plenty of. And can you imagine if after like the fifth heartbreak, I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I would have never been able to marry an amazing man because all I could pull from was every single negative experience that I've had in relationships in the past. And then assume that it was going to be the same with my now husband, who I have been with for over 13 years. Stop letting past bad experiences hold you back from greatness because you only have one life to live. And it is your choice to try to open the gate or just walk away from the gate under the assumption that it's locked without even trying. All right, guys, this is it for today. I hope this episode was helpful. Make sure you subscribe, follow, so you are notified whenever a new episode is up. Share with your friends if this episode really spoke with you. I love when you guys share on social, tag me on it. I always reshare. I really love seeing the feedback, what is speaking with you, what is not speaking with you. So please, please, please share this with a friend. Let's help the Unfiltered Fit Life podcast climb the charts and send this message of positivity and no BS and unfiltered fit life get through all the podcast platforms so more people can get on board on this movement with us. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. But let me ask you, what was your aha moment in today's episode? I would love to know. 
You can leave me a comment or a voice message at the link in the show description. You can also follow me on Instagram and let me know what topics you want to hear more about or who I should have on the show. As for today, this is it for today, guys. I'll see you back next week for another episode of the Unfiltered Fit Life podcast.